wrestling fanatics, welcome to the Queen's Takeover. Thank you for joining us as we take over the podcast world. It's your girl Kat, aka the Texas Sports Queen. We also have the Carolina Boss Lady Kayla. Hello. And our resident adjuster, Jolie. Sup. Well, before we get into this past week of wrestling, I do want to mention a couple of things first. Um, to start off with, we do want I want to send our deepest condolences to the family of Chadwick Boseman. Uh, hearing of his uh, passing late last night from colon cancer was definitely heart-wrenching. And the work that he he's done in the last few years, especially since he was battling colon cancer one, while making such iconic movies, um, is definitely a telling to his character. And our thoughts and prayers are with his family. And... And it's definitely a huge loss. And then also, um, I am in Texas, and so we were very lucky. But in East Texas and Louisiana, a lot of people are suffering uh, from the devastation of uh, Hurricane Laura. And so uh, my thoughts and our thoughts and prayers are with them. And in addition to the Red Cross, um, the Houston Food Bank is accepting donations and through their website as well. So definitely encourage you to like, to uh, to try to help out if you can. <sighs> Joel, you want to add anything to that? We would also like to extend our condolences to the Armstrong family with the passing of Bullet Bob Armstrong as well. Definitely. Definitely. Um, let's see. But we also did have some good news too. Um, share and everything. Uh, this past week, we launched our website. That's been a project in the making, and you can find it at queenstakeoverpodcast.com. It has all of our host information, um, our platforms where you can find um, our show every week, uh, any, our social media, and the link to our merchandise store. So definitely feel free to check it out anytime and. It's so great to finally get that up and running. Okay, ladies, what the hell? This this past week has been like jam-packed from like Saturday with NXT TakeOver 30. Hell, through last night at um, with the SmackDown. So I want to go back to last weekend with NXT TakeOver 30 and SummerSlam. So Kayla... What was your match of the weekend, taking both shows into effect, into account? At work tonight, I was basically jumping back and forth on this because it's like there were so many good ones. Um, I didn't want to, you know, fill up the whole podcast of every match. So um, while I was writing my notes, I finally eliminated it down to Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton um, because two, because those are the most two athletic superstars in you know in the ring today um they're two of my favorite and they always put on a good match and I felt like that was a match you never saw that coming because it was like how many RKO's like six RKO failures he couldn't RKO them Drew kept missing out on the Claymore kicks it was just like they couldn't you know use their signatures like they did their research um I even freaked out that one time when he went for the Claymore kick and Drew fell on his butt and I looked at my mom and I was like, oh no, this is it. Next thing you know, <laughs> it was the backslide. So, um, definitely, so yeah, um, basically never saw that coming. Uh, <laughs> but my match of the weekend was definitely Drew and uh, Orton because, you know, like I said, they're two of my favorite and they put on a good show. Um, so, and then again, it was also very hard for me. So, yeah, I just had to go with that one, so. I was kind of going back and forth between both shows and everything, but I had to think of like what was like the hard hitting, the non-stop action and everything. And that took me to the ladder match on uh, TakeOver for the North American title. Cause it's like that match was all over the place. Oh, it was like, and it's like, I think like Jolie and I were talking offline. Like we were wondering if like some, some superstars were still alive after that. <laughs> Because it's like what kind of hits they took and everything. 
So that was definitely my match of the weekend. And shout out to Damian Priest, the new North American champion. Congrats to him. And it was actually a long time coming. Jolie, what do you, what do you think? Well, you picked mine too. So I'm actually going to go with the um, Oscar versus Bailey and Sasha matches as my favorite of the weekend. You saw in the Sasha and the Bailey versus Oscar, Sasha doing everything she could to help protect Bailey. And then when it came time for Bailey to return the favor, she didn't, costing Sasha the match. And then we had the return match the following the following Monday. But it's just like it was an amazing match. I I love the chemistry with Asuka and any of the four horsemen. I mean, I swear to God, there's something special about Asuka. And I just love how amazing she is in ring. And I cannot wait to see her in a complete full storyline mode with um, Shayna. Because I'm actually liking what they've been doing with Shayna lately, especially with the uh, Raw talk and her actually having a personality. Sense of humor? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I love the whole her and truth segments. Like the, the, the tartar sauce and the old bay sauce. It's like, you know, I like that they kind of took what they started with her little chronicle and like you know expanded it to this and mm-hmm. so it's it's nice to see what they're doing with Shanna and they're giving her a personality and so those are my two matches of the night so it was def- but both shows were amazing shows mm-hmm. and yeah that that backslide was a very simple maneuver but it also reminded me of Becky Lynch's WrestleMania where she did that simple head takeover to pin Shayna. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it it's beautiful, simplistic wrestling. And, it, you know, it reminds me of what the revival was always talking about. It's not flips or kicks or anything like that. It's just simplistic catch wrestling. And I enjoyed every minute of it. Don't you mean Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania? No, Shayna Baszler at this past WrestleMania. When she oh, had oh, that's it, right, that's right, that's right. Because that yeah. was a simple, what, what was similar to what um, Kyrie did. Kyrie did, and again, it was another simplistic move to pin her. But yes, also going back to WrestleMania 35 when she turned the the Piper's Pit into a crucifix pin, and Ronda messed up. It was not Becky's fault, you fucking wankers. It was Ronda and the ref, and I know the they. I did read that the ref got fined for that. That if he had he had to wait one more second, but he was exhausted. So yeah, it was a seven-hour show. Yeah, my ass was numb from sitting in the audience. But yeah, so so I love the fact that they went to just simplistic moves because it's not all about the fancy super kicks or finishing maneuvers because mm-hmm. it, it was just downright brilliance right all right i think i know all three of us may may say the same thing but i just gonna ask because i put it out there and everything jolie your shocking moment of the weekend uh that's definitely gonna have to be the return of the big dog roman reigns and <laughs> the shocks keep on coming I'll tell Ooh, you what. And we definitely get and we will definitely get into that later. <laughs> but I definitely like the um the approach that they're doing. Uh it's gonna be weird with how they're doing everything, but this is how they have to do it to legitimize him as a top heel. Right. So if they're legitimizing him as a top heel. Braun is going to become a a top heel. Mm -hmm. That means The Fiend and Bray Wyatt are going to be faces. And that's scary as fuck. (laughs) Because that that mask as a face? Nightmares. Nightmares. Can't sleep. Clown will eat me. 
can't sleep, clown will eat me, can't sleep, clown will eat me. Because uh, it's like we all know the scene has uh, definitely his effect on people. Take a look at Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Especially like last night with her hair and everything. What it's the like fuck was can... up with that? It's like it's like with the hair and the outfit and everything. It's like it, you see a little bit of a turn happening and stuff like that. <sighs> it, it, there, there's still something going on there, and it does suck. I mean, if anybody was gonna go crazy, psycho, it should have been Nikki. True. I I miss crazy psycho Nikki. A lot of people miss crazy psycho Nikki. So it's just like you know, it's like bastards. Give us what we want. Give us us back our Nikki sanity. Right. All right, Kayla. So, do you agree with Jolie about that being your shocker of the weekend, or did you have another one in mind? Shocker of the weekend. Return of Mr. Roman Reigns because I was just sitting there thinking, you know, how much I've missed him. I've always enjoyed seeing him in the ring so congratulations uh not congratulations well yeah i guess you could say congratulations and welcome back roman i missed you mm-hmm. so and i have to get the shirt too i love that new shirt wreck everyone and leave <laughs> that is a good one yeah it's like my husband was like uh saying he wanted to get it and everything i was like going oh it's full price right now but i said if you wait a few weeks you can get some money off of it <laughs> just wait until uh black friday just give it a couple months and then you'll probably get like every shirt you want for like five dollars that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna wait like that's i want shotzi's new shirt with the tank though they need to make a shotzi shirt running over robert stone i'm sorry (laughs) that needs to be made into a shirt a stop oh man all right so over the weekend, we had a couple of people making their in-ring debuts. On TakeOver 30, we had the Pat, Mac- Pat McAfee and Adam Cole. And then on uh, in SummerSlam, uh, we had one Dominic Mysterio making his in-ring debut. I actually ran a poll on my own Twitter page asking who had the better debut match, Pat McAfee or Dominic Mysterio. It was kind of close, but 53% said Pat McAfee. So, Kayla, what's your take? Who had the better debut? Um, Pat McAfee, his match was decent. I mean, I'm not going to go in great detail on that. Um, he did pretty well in his match. Um, but in my opinion, I want to say Dominic killed it. Seeing him in the ring, seeing him, you know, doing his different athletic stuff, and the way that he nails that six one nine finisher every freaking time, keeps I have to keep double check and make sure that he didn't switch bodies of Rey Mysterio or something because I mean he nails it. I mean he's on it every move, the frog splash, everything. He's on it. So um, between those two, Dominic definitely had the best in ring debut. And um, hopefully, you know, once the storyline dies down, whatever that may be. Cause it seems like it keeps going and going and going. I mean, how many more times mm-hmm. you got to get your ass whooped by the Monday night Messiah and his disciple. I know. Right. Um, but um, hopefully this is not just a storyline that he actually does get to stick around, you know, in the WWE. Cause I kind of want to mm-hmm. see him carry on the um, legacy of Ray. Right. So, but uh, definitely um, Dominic. All right, Jolie. I have to go with Dominic. I mean, I felt that he looked so much more fluid in ring and that's it's not taking away from what pat did in ring i thought he was very i thought that match was very very well put together uh, i mean his him on the top rope everything he was he was very very well crafted for that match but there's just something about the passion and the legacy that comes with Dominic Mysterio because it's not just Dominic Mysterio, the son of Ray Mysterio. I, I, I see Ray and I see Eddie when I look at Dominic. 
Yeah. And I know that he was saying how nervous he was and how he wished Eddie was here. And it's just like, I, I remembered Sasha saying the same thing um, yeah. before WrestleMania 32. So it's when getting to watch Dominic in ring and knowing uh, one of his trainers was actually Lance Storm. Lance is probably one of the better trainers out there. Um, I think he's one of the better ones in Devon, the the Team 3D um, gym that's down there is one of the better ones as well. Uh-huh. So, it, so it's, it was very, very um, amazing to watch how well he has come together from the first time where we saw him attack Lesnar. And to now, I think that kid is going to be talented. And I love the fact that as much as I despise him, um, how well and how safe Seth was with him and with uh, Ray. So, and was anybody else just rooting for Seth to go up to Angie, the mom, and he tries to get her and she just kicks him in the nuts? Was anybody else hoping for that? Because I really was. Like, I, 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 want, I want at least a slap. Something. It's like, come on. Yeah, I wanted a part of me wanted her to get involved somehow, but Ray's like, no, 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 no. Even my mom's over in the corner on the couch going, come on, come on, mother, get in there. <laughs> do, do, do we all see like the memes of the three of them backstage and they're making fun of Ray because he was the short one and they're like saying, time to drop Ray off at school. Or it's like, you know, like the, 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 the first t- taking your kid to the first day of school because right this I was like, that's just fucking wrong. Yeah, it's like I saw some of those with like with Dominic and everything because he had like the polo shirt on and his backpack and everything. It was like first day of school and everything. And it was like, yeah, kind of like, kinda, you know, it's kind of like that. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> man no but I, t- I mean i totally agree it's like pat mcafee he did throw down and he definitely used the time wisely that he the training time he did and everything put it he put in the work and it definitely showed um but yeah it's like i gotta give the edge to dominic on that one as well so okay take over 30 main event keith lee versus carrying cross for the nxt championship um, and unfortunately, I say unfortunately because my Texas brother lost the title and didn't know exactly what was going to happen. But during SummerSlam, the very next day, got the news that he was officially moving over to Raw. And during his debut, a couple of things obviously were different because he did have some, a little bit of a different gear and his intro music. Uh, was changed up a bit, and there was there was some backlash from fans. Honestly, I would I found I commented on the music part, but Keith Lee came on later saying, "Let me handle it." I'm, I I signed off on the music and everything, so I'm like going fine. So I'm like, I'm fine. He knows what he's doing. Let him take care of it. And I support my brother, Texas brother, 100. percent Oh, and not can we not to mention the fact that he got into the ring with Randy Orton and has a match with Randy Orton. This at payback and like damn it's like talk about heavy hitting to start jolie your thoughts talk about getting the rub right off the bat to be to go against probably one of the greatest in ring in any company at the moment and there's some amazing talents in aew and in impact um brandy is definitely top tier uh that is some major props and i am so proud of how far keith has come i mean yes i was sad that he lost to carrion and but i'm actually very ecstatic that he is now coming up to main roster and hopefully this means that there's a certain HBIC coming up with them eventually, please, because I I can't wait to see her and Bianca mix it up again and her and Shayna mix it up again, because right now, I mean, don't get me wrong, 
I, I, I would love to see her in the title picture, but there's just too many people in that title picture right now. And unfortunately, she's Mia's probably back burner. And that's nothing against her at all, but you've got the likes of Dakota, Raquel Gonzalez, um, Mercedes Martinez. So if this could bring up Mia to the main roster and we get more, that that right there is a tag team, uh, Mia mm-hmm. and, and Bianca. I mean, that mm-hmm. would be a wicked tag team. So, oh, yeah. you know, so I'm actually like, you know, looking forward to to, to that. And so... I can't wait to see this match uh, tomorrow. I don't care who wins because I look at it this way, where the fans were the ones that win because we know what Keith can do in that ring. We know what Randy can do in that ring. And I have a a certain feeling that a uh, Scottish psychopath is going to make an appearance, hopefully. Um, Mm -hmm. So we'll definitely see what happens. But I am actually very, very excited and proud of Keith for all of this. Amen. Amen. I'm so proud of him and everything. It's it's amazing. Kayla? I'm very glad to finally see him up on Raw. That gives him a little bit more competition. Um, a little, little bit more challenge, except he went for the biggest challenge you could possibly, possibly go for. Randy Orton, the legend killer. Um, like Jolie has stated, we both know what uh, Keith can do. We know what Orton can do. So um, both of them definitely going to put on a good match. So I'm kind of excited to see where they're going to build him up on this roster. And as far as his music, I read something online. His um, entrance theme will be debuted. It will be a new theme with lyrics. So mm-hmm. So hopefully something interesting. <laughs> Nothing, you know, how they get some, you know, how is, I've always say, if you don't have a good wrestling theme for your favorite superstar, it, yeah. there's no point. It's like, is he going to have that pop or is it going to be? Yeah. <laughs> I, I originally read somewhere that like um, Malcolm Blevins was saying that he's the one that wrote the music and, he was trolling everybody, but um, apparently they're moving away from everybody's CFOs. Yeah. Music. Some people are still keeping their music. Um, I think Charlotte Flair is one that is staying put because that's iconic. Um, I'm kind of hoping that they don't touch Becky's when she comes back because I'll be very fucking pissed because that's another one that's iconic. Mm-hmm. Um. There's rumors that Roman might have a new theme. Which... Yeah, because yeah, because um, he didn't come out to the ring or anything like that. So I I heard the same thing. So it's like okay, well, well, let's see what they could do. And there's another rumor that like because you know, something that Josiah Williams said. So I wonder if Josiah is the one that's helping with the new Keith Lee um, theme song, which I'll be actually very excited about because Josiah Williams is talented as all get out so right and i know sasha is fine with hers oh well yeah god i don't think they're gonna touch that one at all no 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 especially uh since their cousin helped with that one but but can can we why do they got seth and bailey sounding like we're going to church seth i understand but bailey's i mean they just can they fix it just a little bit can paramore do her theme please (laughs) when i first heard that one i felt it was kind of a little bit of a play on the old evolution one but that's just me i know kayla loves it i actually do like bailey's um i can kind of rockers out a little bit more but seth seth does remind me of church music i'm sorry so instead of like the Monday Night Messiah, sometimes I just want to call him the Monday Night Jesus, you know, because I mean, <laughs> at least at least it's a way. But you know how he used to come out with his picture popped up with like the stained glass window, you know, it'd always be like, well, it's time to go to Monday Night Church service because that's what it felt like. But right? yeah, I think Seth is more towards church music, but you know, hey, I like Bailey's, but whatever. <laughs> 
everyone has everyone has their preferences. Oh, but yeah. I do have to agree with Jolie. Paramore would be a great fit for a theme song for Bailey. Most definitely, I will say that. I will agree. Okay. It's, okay. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. I know I didn't have this on the top of the list and everything, but let me ask you. What, Kayla? Um. What's your, what's your thoughts so far about everything being in the Thunderdome? I kind of like it. Um, it's very interesting. I'm very, um, I'm glad we have Pyro back. I'm glad we have Fireworks. Um, the lights, the action. Um, but the only thing I noticed on SmackDown is it seemed like the crowd was louder backstage than they would be with normal fans. It was like I literally had to turn the TV all the way up to like 70 just to hear what people were saying backstage because you could hear the crowd. Uh, um, uh. But um, other than that, I like it. Um, it's a little bit more, a um, little bit more, I guess, not quite normal yet because obviously it's fans can't touch, you know, Roman or, you know, your favorite superstars like you do or, Hey, selfie, because I mean, I had a good friend that she about died in her died in her seat the day that she got a selfie with uh, Seth Rollins because she's a big Seth Rollins fan. Right. Um, but other than missing that, I guess hey, it's a start. You know, fans can actually be there, which because you can also hear the pop and the stuff when the booze and the cheers. So in a way, it's kind of not kind of normal, but I think it's a it's a good start and. Um, Hopefully soon we can, like I said, uh, once everything goes, us three is going to either a Raw or SmackDown or pay-per-view. We're going to sell. Right. Amen to that. Oh, yeah. And it's like with the Thunderdome and everything, that's the best that a, uh, it's the best that WWE can do right now because unlike AEW, we don't have access to an outdoor arena. So AEW stands enough with that shit already. Jolly, Thunderdome, what do you think? Minus the gaffes that they've had, I mean, luckily this time there wasn't a racist or a supposed beheading. There was just Kenny Omega in the audience. Yeah, really? <laughs> and I don't know if it was actually him or if it, it was, was. just... It, wow. So the... That's just so fucking... Like, why? Why would you do that? But yeah, no, I I actually kind of like it, and um, I, the the fans seem to the people actually seem to like it that actually get to be involved with it. I'm too particular because I'm the type of person who's been to so many shows. Like I need to be in that audience. I need to feel it, and and the whatnot. And you know, it, to me, it's just a little weird just cheering by myself in my room. So, but I love it. I think it gives a whole new element and the pyro. I love the pyro. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I needed the pyro. I was tired of the lasers. Even though the lasers are cool. I was tired of the lasers and I kind of want them to, you know, bring NXT just for, like, they should have brought the Thunderdome to TakeOver. They should have brought TakeOver to Orlando. It had the Thunderdome with, the, with that and gone from there but yeah either way it it's a whole new experience it brings something i feel a little bit more than the limited seating um yeah the pods are a cool idea you know and they were actually up on telling people to wear their masks so i thank them for that but apparently there were pictures of people not wearing their masks or wearing them properly and so it's i just I feel that this makes it feel more like a real wrestling event over like scattered fans because one, it's safe. And two, there's got to be at least 500 to a thousand TVs. And like, and they all alternate people in and out of them. I hear mm-hmm. like, like someone's like, I got kicked out. What were you doing? Drinking a Pepsi on screen. Duh. They ask you for no product placement. If you're going to drink something, put tape over it or take the label off. So you just have to be smart about it. Right. No, it's definitely a new experience. And definitely if 
kind of getting to the feel of like old shows and like how everything like a normal show and I actually was in Thunderdome last night for Smackdown and so it was a cool it was a cool experience and I did sign up again for Raw but I signed up under my husband's name so so he can get a shot at it if shot at it if he wants it so but um it's definitely cool and uh you are right they do swap people back and forth because i wasn't visible at first and then a few segments i was there and then right when sasha the one i won the segment i was waiting for when sasha's segment started they moved me again and i was like damn it i was gonna show my shirt and everything (laughs) so how long is this running on like how how long was it supposed to go on or what do you mean thunderdome is there an it are they going to end it soon or like- um i have they said they i from from what i've read and everything i don't think they're going to end it like as soon as fans start getting back in because i know they're not going to be able to like fill up arenas right away and everything but um yeah i, I yeah i don't really know specifically for sure okay because i'm definitely going to and uh, it's official. Carolina Boss Lady's going to say this. Schedule came out from work. We got the three-day weekend for next week. Yay! So I'm just, I hey, would just. Kayla can have a life. <laughs> yeah, for, well, actually, technically, I'm going out of town next week. And Sunday, I got to do a Bridezilla's bridal shower. I mean, my friend's bridal shower. <laughs> but anyway, no, I was actually going to check in the Monday night, see if I can get on the Raw. That's what I was. But anyway. Well, from <laughs> what I've read, they're actually, because I think they're going to be pushing back the start of the NBA season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they have this until at least the end of the year. They, they've rented out the Orlando. Oh, yeah, because Magic, yeah, because the Magic play there. Because I think they might eat. Because I think they said they might start it in the bubble again to mm. try to protect the 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 players. Because there's not going to be a cure by the time the NBA starts back up. So there, there's, there's that. And I think that if this stays put, I think the there's no way in hell that they're going to be able to get. I think the first time we're going to might see an audience in all honesty, a live audience might be the Royal rumble. I'm, I think that's honestly the safest, not only for the fans and the people themselves, but for the wrestlers in the company. And I mean, even for Vince McMahon, who's up there in age and doesn't matter how healthy he is, (laughs) this, this, this virus don't fucking care who you are. So, okay. No, I know. I, I know. I threw a soft topic list and everything, but I had to at least get y'all's opinions on that and everything because we didn't really talk about that. All right. So, getting back to NXT Takeover, the flip side, unfortunately, with Karrion Cross winning the NXT Championship, is that we found out he separated his shoulder, and. News was kind of mum at first as far as like what was going to happen, if he was going to be able to work or not, or if he wasn't going to take significant time off or not. And unfortunately, Wednesday at the start of the show, we got the unfortunate news that he was going to have to relinquish the title because the injury was so severe. And of course, first thing I'm thinking is like, okay, we have another Finn situation, which absolutely sucks for him. But on the flip side of that, Holy crap! Super Tuesday, we are getting the monster of Fatal Four Ways. Fatal Four Way, sixty-man Ironman match for the NXT Championship between four former champions. I swear, somebody looked at my text. I mean, my tweet because I kind of predicted this or wanted this. Kayla, I know you were you were excited about uh, wanting Cross to win the title, and you were kind of pissed. When you found out the news about him, so your thoughts and who do you see winning the four, fatal four way? Um, definitely. Um, I wanted Cro- Karrion Cross to win so bad because, um, but then when he won the title at NXT, 
I knew it was too good to be true because shortly after that, it got released about his injury. First thing that started going through my head, like you said, the whole Finn Balor um, in the Universal title because it kind of made me mad. Um, because in my opinion, when Finn lost that title or had to vacate the title, he never really got the opportunity that he deserved to get back up in that spotlight. And mm-hmm. um, and a part of me is worried that this might happen to Karrion Cross because when he was over in the other wrestling brands, um, my friend from work has stated it multiple times, he never really was properly used right. And he was afraid when he came to NXT that that might happen. Um, speedy, speedy recovery for your injury cross. I want you back. And hopefully they won't decide to throw you on the back burner for this title because, but you really did deserve it way you dominated within the few months that you've been in NXT. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fatal four way for the NXT championship. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole, no, baby. You've already <laughs> the longest reigning champion. You do not need to become a two-time champion because it ain't going to make you the best champion. So just go ahead and throw Adam Cole out of the picture. Um, All right. Johnny Gargano, I love the guy to death, but right now he's annoying the hell out of me with this heel turn. So <laughs> I think he'll be a little bit more cocky with that championship. So, no Johnny Gargano. Okay. Finn Balor. If if you know me very well, Finn Balor is one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. He has been back in the very beginning with New Japan and everything. I just, as much as I would love to see him become a two-time, I don't see it. I, oh! I don't see it. I hate to say oh, it. I, wow. I mean, if... But if Finn does get it, I'll be happy. But I just don't see it. Interesting. So, so that leaves me with Tomasa Chimpa. Goldie misses Daddy. Daddy misses his Goldie. My prediction is Tomasa Chimpa is going to join Samoa Joe and Shinsuke Nakamura mm-hmm. as a two-time. He's going to hold it. And if I'm not, cor- if I'm correct, Karrion Cross and Tomasa Chimpa really never had their proper match because he did kind of choke him out backstage before his debut. So I'm going to say Tomasa Chimp is going to hold it. Cross is going to be his first person to come back and take it from him. Interesting take. So that's where I'm aiming for. I'm going for Tomasa Chimpa. But if Finn, if you do decide to win, I'll be happy for you too. But, um, Everybody else, no. Um, but I'm going with Tomasa Chimpa because I kind of want to see, I want to see that matchup between him and Karrion Cross because I think they both would deserve it regardless. Right. Oh, the Carol, boss lady, you shocking us this late at night? What the hell? I had a lot of downtime tonight, so I put a lot, lot of thought in this. I'm thinking, I love you, Finn. I still love you. I always still love you, but I just, you know, you, you get that, you know, like, you know, it's too good to true for Finn to get it back. I just, I don't know. Maybe he's making a deal okay. with Regal or something. I don't know. Maybe he might get it. <laughs> I don't know. But it's just, it's, I just don't see it. I'll be okay. surprised if he does. I'll be happy. But, hey. <laughs> Oh man! No, it's like it was heartbreaking to see Cross uh, have to vacate the title, and I'm I'm with you. I hope it doesn't come to a point like with Finn. Yes, it, Finn, it, Finn was on Raw when it happened with him, but I hope it doesn't come to the point where he doesn't actually get back into the title picture and and, and um didn't have like a because I know Finn got a chance at the Universal title, but it was only a one shot deal because of Roman, but um. He was but going he up was against Brock never back Lesnar. Oh, that's another. That, that was another one. But yeah, uh, now Roman Roman offered a title shot too, but he lost that one. So yeah, true. But that was a squash match, just like the Brock Lesnar match. He I know. Came I know. Out as the he, truly he truly wasn't back in the title picture. So, but it was heartbreaking to see Cross have to vacate the title. Ugh. All right. So 
I want to hold off my prediction for, uh, for one second. Uh, Jolie, what was your thoughts on Cross having to vacate and who you who you picking for the Fatal 4-Way? It kind of sucked that he had to vacate because that was such a hellacious match and the fact that it actually happened so early on in the match from what they said. Uh, and he lifted Keith off of the, the top rope. That makes me hurt. Yeah. So I I give props out the ass to to Mr. Carrying Cross on that. And I like everybody says I hope it's a quick and speedy recovery. I hope he doesn't need surgery or anything of that. So you know, hopefully he comes back and he takes the title. Um off of my prediction and that would be Finn Balor. I'm going with Finn on this one because Finn has constantly been putting people over and putting people over and losing and putting people over to the point where he deserves to have that title back. Um, I mean, I understand why he went back to NXT um, in an interview that I read that he was just, he didn't want to become a dick. He didn't want to become bitter and he didn't want to be a dick. And I respect the hell out of him. And maybe he likes putting over the talent, but I think he needs to be rewarded for that. And, you know, he can hold the title until Carrying comes back. And could you imagine the demon versus Carrying Cross? So I, it's, I love Adam Cole, but I would rather see him up on main roster. Uh, Champa and Gargano. I don't get me wrong. I want Champa to get Goldie back, but I just feel that right now, Finn Finn has my vote. What? No comment to Jolie's thing. Demon Finn versus Karrion Cross. Are Are you trying to kill me? Because I, I wouldn't be able to choose. That would be a match I would not be able to choose. I have to choose between Charlotte and Becky on a daily. I've had to choose between Shotzi and Mia this past week on NXT. Suck it up, Buttercup. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes, resident jester. Yes. (laughs) Oh, man. All righty. So... Now, I thought about all four of these, and Chompa just got back, and you could tell he's, got, he's had a lot of pent-up frustration, because, unfortunately, he took it out of poor Jake Atlas. Uh, Gargano, yeah, he's acting too much of an ass right now. Um, Adam Cole, I kind of, ha- I think this might be a long shot, but I kind of have a feeling Pat McAfee might show up and cost him his chance, but who knows? It's just that's a long shot, but um, I'm actually going to agree with Jolie. I do see Finn winning, um, because mainly that I think he's it's time because he's been back in NXT for a while and he's been putting people over so much and everything, and it's time for him to join the ranks with Samoa Joe and Shinsuke Nakamura as a two-time NXT champion. But either way. This is one of those situations that this is going to be a banger of a match and one of the best hours in wrestling history. (sighs) So we'll definitely see what happens on Tuesday. All right. So. Oh, I think we're still nearing divorce time because the Golden Role Models had a bad week. Well, Excuse me, one of the golden role models did, Sasha, because she lost her Raw Women's Championship to Asuka, lost the rematch on Monday, and it did not help last night on SmackDown where Bailey was jabbing at her with every single insecurity or everything that pe- that she's negative aspect of her t- previous title reigns that she's never been able to successfully defend one. And she's only had like true success with a tag team title reign. And the divorce is inching closer and closer and closer. Jolie, what are you thinking? 
it's inching closer and closer, and you got a definite glimpse when Sasha looked straight at Bailey and said, "I'll get my vengeance." And mm-hmm. yeah, it's but I don't know who's gonna explode on who though. I mean, Bailey has said underhanded things. Sasha has been sneaky, and you know, while red is a good color, for Sasha blue just compliments her so much more. So, yeah, I have a feeling that it's going to happen. It's going to happen soon. And I I don't know who I'm going to side in with the divorce. It all depends. But since it looks more like that Bailey is going full heel mode and then Sasha's going to be face mode, I'm going to have to go with Team Sasha on this one. She's been constantly been used and abused by Bailey, and it's kind of funny that the roles got reversed because that's exactly how Sasha used to use other people. She did it to Becky when they were Team Bay, and she did it to Sa- to Bailey before. So it's 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 kind of nice to see this happening to Sasha, where she's the one pushed back. So it, it's definitely an interesting turn, and I'm just gonna in. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the fireworks because either way, it makes for great TV. That's for damn sure. And it's like a mutual of mine on uh, Twitter, CJ, shout out to him, um, said that because I don't think, because they're not going to be able to really drag this out to like WrestleMania and everything like that, he thinks we may end up seeing these two in Hell in a Cell. And it's like, um, for I, it's like I, I was taking it back at first, but then I was like, going, I'm all for it." Thanks, Bailey. Your cell's ready. <laughs> Kayla, what do you think? Um, I'm gonna just gonna do a little laugh here. I kind of laughed. Um, Bailey, you made me smile. How I know she did the remarks towards Sasha, but how she goes, "You just have to move on." Where she was making fun of Sasha's cow pants. I'm like, really? Yeah. Um, she kind of made me laugh on that. Um, but definitely a part of me wants to say it's going to start building up a payback. But I just don't see Nia Jax and Shayna getting the titles. Although it would be one hell of a team if they did. Um, but um, it's definitely coming real soon. But um, as far as tag teams, I'm just going to do a wild prediction here. Um, Bailey and Sasha, I did say in a prediction article I wrote for a website saying that Nia and Shayna is going to get the titles, but we'll kind of just say, go on the limb, Bailey and Sasha retain and then lose into Monday night to Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot that will kick the ass out of the Iconics on Sunday. And then that's when we can see the real divorce happening. And uh, I really like what they're doing with Bailey, and I love Sasha too, which I finally got a Sasha Banks shirt from the WWE shop. She was the only horsewoman I did not have. Um, but unfortunately, I like Bailey being kind of in a spotlight. So I guess I'm going I'm to be on Team Bailey. Then I'll, so. <laughs> oh, man. No, but I do agree with you as far as like who, who is going to actually take the titles off them and everything. I do think it's going to be Ruby and Liv, for sure. And no later than I see it no later than Clash of Champions because it's like I don't know if they're actually going to hold it out until Clash of Champions or like do it like a, about a week or two on a Raw and then kind of like what we saw last year with Becky and Sasha and everything they ballot Sasha and Bailey ballot Clash of Champions and ends in a no contest or DQ and then rematch at Hell in a Cell. But I do see, but I do see. Liv and Ruby definitely taking the tag titles off them for sure. Yeah, and I saw and I saw that the kickoff match was set for tomorrow for uh, Ruby versus Ruby and Liv versus the Iconics. And yes, please, please beat the Iconics. Please, please, we sure are on top. WWE, <sighs> if you let the Iconics win against my girls Ruby and Liv, you will get a very aggravating article. And that is my promise to you. Amen. All righty. 
So we mentioned this earlier in the podcast and the shocking moment of the week, I should say, was the very last segment of SmackDown with Roman spewing the words of one Paul Heyman and then turns to his left and Paul Heyman is there confirm pretty much that now Roman is full heel and he is definitely a Paul Heyman guy. Um, I was like watching this with my husband and we were like shocked and it's like not a prediction it's a spoiler and it's like going oh my god and I think a lot of people saw this coming or it's been building a little bit over the years and everything but Kayla, what do you think? I found out at work. Um, our friend Alan from EDF Sports messaged me and said, WWE has pulled the trigger. And I was like, what, what, what do you mean? And he comes out and says, Roman Reigns is a Paul Heyman guy. And my exact words was WTF. But <laughs> after I watched a segment, I kind of like it. Um, I think... Mm-hmm. Yes, it was a shocker. Maybe in a million years you never thought, um, knowing what he's done with Brock, which he's done great work with Brock. Um, I don't see him cutting all the promos for Roman because Roman has has indeed improved with his promos. He's pretty good on the mic. So um, mm-hmm. we don't really have to worry about Paul. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is blah, blah, whatever he does. Um, <laughs> I think it should be a better spotlight. Um, for Roman, help him build up a little bit, maybe actually run as a heel, because it seems like when he becomes a heel, a few months later, he's back to a face. So um, I'm hoping this is not a prediction, but a spoiler, and you can believe that, that you know Roman will gain that title back. Hopefully, maybe payback. That's who I'm hoping that does, um, but not quite sure. Um before we send it over to the jester herself or whatever, um, we were talking about earlier how the little memes and the gifts or whatever, um, mm-hmm. someone had created the, is it, it's the one where Paul and Brock was in the ring and he found out about the money in the bank contract and he's sitting there uh, smacking Brock, uh, smacking Paul with the uh, papers like, why didn't you tell me? Right. Well, somebody had tweeted that out and it's Brock smacking Paul with the papers in his face and it says, are you cheating on me, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> I got to find that again and I'll, and I'll tag you all on it. But it was like, he's like sitting there smacking him. Are you cheating on me, Paul? <laughs> Oh, wow, that is funny. All right, Chester, lay it on us. Roman Reigns is a Paul Heyman guy. Honestly, I thought it would have been Seth. I mean, just with how everything turned out, but I'm actually digging the fact that he now is a Paul Heyman guy, and somebody put on there, okay, now, when Jimmy comes back, have the Usos have them be Paul Heyman guys? I saw that one, too. I was just like, ooh, that's nice. <laughs> that That's actually kind of, yeah, we, we want that. We I, I like evil Usos. So, But can we also make Naomi back into a heel, which I think would be perfectly amazing for her as well. But yeah, no, he doesn't really need Paul to speak for him, but it does make him look a little bit more dangerous. Like, okay, well, he doesn't really need to speak. He's all about the action now. I'm here for it. I I kind of hope that he doesn't wear the chest plate anymore, that he either does a singlet or for the thirsty-ass women out there that like to look at his body. No shirt. But yeah, no, I'm I'm actually looking forward to this and it'll be kind of interesting to see, you know, Brock if Brock comes back or when Brock comes back, like look at him like what the hell? 
is going on here? Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, I just, I, I can't wait. And did anybody see, I, I don't know if I dreamt this or if somebody made this up, but did Bray Wyatt actually tweet at Goldberg saying he fixed what Goldberg stole? Or was it tweeted Goldberg. I just forgot what it said. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't. Okay. So that was real. All right. Uh, that was like one of the weirdest fucking tweets. I was like, he's, we don't want to see Goldberg. <laughs> he well, said, dearest Goldberg, don't worry, old friend. We fixed it. Don't listen to what they say. You and I know they are wrong. I forgive you. But please, if you see the red, walk away from it. There you go. Yeah. So I guess the. Fiend slash Bray Wyatt is calling out Goldberg now, again. <laughs> Don't you well, fucking dare! Well, unfortunately, <laughs> Goldberg's still under contract for at least two matches a year. I forgot how long. Like I think a couple of years more years though. So unfortunately, Goldberg hasn't had his last ma- match in WWE yet. Joy, <laughs> right? Really, joy bliss. Don't get me wrong. I used to love Goldberg, but and I get it. Taker really came out in that last ride uh, documentary that they did with him and they said how heat sick they both were in Saudi that day. And that's why that match was so fucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like but the fact that he beat the Fiend just really rubbed me the wrong way. And I was a Goldberg fan when he was in WCW. I was a Goldberg fan when he came to WWE for the first time. But sometimes for some wrestlers, it's time to hang it up. And I do want one more taker match. But I want that match to be against Aleister Black. (sighs) Well, I did read read something today. I don't know how this is going to play out and everything, but Survivor Series, as as of now, is supposed to still take place in Dallas. Taker lives around Dallas, and it's supposed to be like the 30th anniversary of his debut. Yeah. And so they're trying to get, if everything still comes comes into play and they still have it in Dallas, they want Taker involved somehow and with a, a match. Who against? They haven't said yet, and everything. But if everything's still on set for Dallas, I think that they're gonna play into Taker somehow on that. I'm here for it. Yeah. <coughs> Give me. All right. So, Kayla, I know, I know, I didn't have this on the topic list either. But um, anything else stick out for you this week? On the fly, Royal recap. Uh. Honestly, honestly, really nothing comes to mind, to be honest with you. Other than I want to can- uh, strangle Randy Orton for three punt kicks to the head to Drew McIntyre. But yeah, so, so rude. Other than that, I kind of... Um, well, we did see Matt Jackson make a comment about that, right? How Randy just kicked air. Yeah, yeah true. I did see that. And... I will say this. Half the time, it's AEW fans and nitpick fans that will point out when people are punching air, dark order, um, or, you know, when you hold your tag team partner right before somebody kicks him in the head, Matt Jackson. <laughs> So, yeah, you got a picture of Randy's boot against the wall and and Drew on the floor. Well, he still could have hit him. But we don't like going for the heads because that causes CTE. But if you want people to have CTE, then you're kind of fucked up. (laughs) But anyway, yes. (laughs) <laughs> Have we heard anything about that story anymore? About him having this career and th- uh, possible career-ending injury? Like they said it once and it disappeared. Uh no, nothing yet. 
I think they're just like not saying anything to kind of play it off or anything like that. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't heard, I haven't heard anything else. Uh, Jolly, anything else stick out to you this week? Mm, raw underground, to be perfectly honest. Um, the hurt business, just laying waste to everybody there. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I will say this. I am surprised that Raw and SmackDown and SmackDown for two weeks in a row has had over 2 million viewers. And there's a lot of quality TV on. Uh, you've got playoff hockey. I mean, I know the past past Thursday and Friday, there were no sports due to the, the boycotts, the strikes. Mm-hmm. And I'm still shocked that NXT edged out AEW in the ratings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's kind of odd. And you know what? Do you know how nice it was to actually be on Twitter without the two combating one each one another? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. it was peaceful. Dear Tony Khan, dear WWE, change the days. It makes our lives so much better. And, you know, so it, it does actually, I would like to point out a fact that there is a core fan base for both. That That's something yeah. that we, with them being on separate nights, that's something that we've learned. But what we've also learned is that there is those that flutters between both shows. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say there's at least six 600,000 per show that's straight on that show because I I would bet money that the people that usually watch, try to watch AEW on Wednesdays at the same time, that that's what gives it the extra bump because people can record or watch NXT the next day. Mm -hmm. So I I, I think it's, it's actually real amazing how well both have done on separate nights and how, less psychotic that's what stood out to me how, <laughs> how less psychotic the internet wrestling community was mm-hmm. except for jim Cornette, who kept going after ryan satin who went after tony khan just because you know something about telling people not to curse but he's like your ratings are tv 14 so i don't know why like Ryan did, and I'm not a Ryan Satin fan. Yeah, he he made valid points, and then Cornette just goes in on him, and everybody just piles on Cornette because he's a misogynistic cuckhead. So, oh, and uh, kind of on the same subject, fuck you, Ringside News. Yes, fuck you with a. Hmm, how do I want to say this? <laughs> Dear Ringside News. Uh, okay, well, watch out. <laughs> Dear Ringside News, I would rather watch the Carolina boss lady hug the Iconics for five minutes than see anything that you put out. You are like a blistering boil on the ass of the internet wrestling community. You are herpes. When we think we have you defeated, you pop back up at the most inopportune time. If somebody needs to be fucked by a goat, it is you. I hope you lose licensing. I hope you lose a lot of things because tormenting Daria like that is disgusting. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure she could break every one of your creators in half. And FYI, ringside, you also caught the ire of the queen, Charlotte Flair. Good job, Mm -hmm. asshole. Oh, yeah. She ripped them a new one. You're going to need a colostomy bag when this is all over. (laughs) And I hope you trip and fall and that colostomy bag gets all over you. Because you already are a pile of shit. At least now you'll smell like it. Oh. All right. So let me close this out on a very lighter note lighter note okay so um guy i've been following on twitter 
Nick Mays. I've mentioned his, I mentioned him and his daughter before, Ariana. She just turned seven. She's put out, she puts out videos on Twitter, and she's gone after Nyla Rose. She's gone after Sheeta. She's gone after Eric Bischoff. And um, she's a huge Inner Circle fan. And she's gone after Matt Hardy. Well, in her videos against Matt Hardy, she's also gained an enemy of her own, being King Maxwell, Matt Hardy's son. And these two have actually been beefing a little bit on Twitter, back and forth and everything. So I extended an invitation. So I said, I said to Nick, Ariana's father, I was like, well, maybe we should get these two on my podcast and let them air out their differences. He says, Ariana's game. So Mr. and Mrs. Hardy, if King Maxwell is game, DM us at QT Bow Down. Let's get Maxwell on the show. Let's get Ariana's show. And let these two kids air, air, air out the differences. And hopefully put this to bed once and for all. Well, your balls in your court, Hardy family. <sighs> and on that note, that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us. And tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. And Rebby, I would love to have a conversation.